All right. Sitting in the studio was is an attorney. You know, Chris Hahn is an attorney, by the way, and I was used to work for Chuck Schumer, and you know, he's really a Fox News contributor and really high up. But just because somebody's got a, 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 a comma JD behind their name doesn't mean they have sense, right, Stan? Absolutely not. Well, you know who has sense is Stan, the Silky Man Prowse. <laughs> I sure like to think so. That's who's got some sense, and that's why you're here. I have you come in every couple of weeks. Christopher Hahn's making no sense trying to equate, you know, what's been going on, what happened with, some, with, with a few people many years ago with what's going on today. But I tell you what's going on. We're going to shift gears because we have had – I've received some flack in the last week or so because I have not been dealing with more with the uh, domestic abuse situation that's going on around the country. Um, because they, people think I'm too focused on the issue with, with uh, the war and what's going on with that and not focused enough about another scourge that's going on in our nation, and that is domestic abuse. And it is absolutely a scourge, and it is a problem. It's a problem in our civil society. It's also a problem with our military, and you are a family law expert uh, for the military here in San Diego. And particularly, you know, here we are at war again, and we've got our military engaged. Um, but we got to talk about matters at home because they come home and they got a family life and problems happen and domestic abuse allegations are a factor for the military and it's certainly a factor for divorce and for custody. And so you're here today to talk about all those elements, correct? Yes. And all this right. is a good segue. We're talking about female mutilation and yeah. keeping, keeping females as virtual slaves. Yes. Did you know that the Department of Defense has an official no tolerance, hundred percent no tolerance policy against domestic abuse? I did not know this. I think there should be a hundred percent no tolerance policy. Now, what does that your mean? Your wish, your wish is granted. Is it? But you know, it's interesting because you know we've got a, a zero tolerance policy in the military, you know, against domestic abuse. But at the same time, you know, we've got people like Maxine Waters going to a mosque in Southern California saying anybody who's against Sharia is a bigot. Well, what do they have in Sharia? Is they have you know uh, under Sharia law, a man can murder his wife for an honor killing, and they can participate in female genital mutilation. So really, Sharia and our laws here, civilian or military, are absolutely incompatible. Christopher, if you're still listening, we have an attorney here, Stan Prouse, who kind of, he's kind of smarter than you are in this area. Right, Stan? <laughs> oh, I, I, hey, did I, I say would, that? I would hesitate to cast aspersions uh, upon Christopher. I'm just teasing Christopher. He knows I love him. But let's get back. i got to try to lighten things up. But this is a very serious topic. We've had it come to the forefront as a nation because we actually saw a woman being beat down in an elevator. Everybody saw it. She is a victim. And, you know, she made her choices, but a lot of women are stepping up and saying, you know what, I am not going to be a victim. I'm going to file a restraining order. I'm going to file for protection against my abuser. Well, this is both the two-way street, too, you know. I mean, this is, this is a situation where it's on both sides of the aisle. Men abuse, women abuse in marital and romantic situations. It's the women do not have a monopoly on this. However, by and large, the victims are female. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then what happens? So a woman is, is uh, well, first of all, before we, we get into the procedure for what happens, if, if, if you're listening and you feel like you're in a domestic abuse situation in, in a military household, that's what Stan is here to help you with today. Um, but first of all, let's define what is the military as a zero tolerance policy, but what do they define as domestic abuse? Almost anything in which there's a threat of violence, a threat of credible violence or actual violence 
stalking, uh, in the civil arena, impersonating is even an element of domestic abuse. What do you mean impersonating? Violence. False impersonating. Such as? Give me an example. Oh, I'd never seen it, but I just read the statute <laughs> yesterday, and I was surprised to find it there. Okay. And I would imagine this is something like, uh, I call you and impersonate someone and tell you that your husband is cheating on you. Ah, uh, okay. That's right. my guess. Okay. That Never seen sense. it in the flesh, but that's that's about what I'd guess okay. it might be. So these activities are going on. Then what is the recourse? What can someone do, male or female, if she finds herself in this situation? If you're in the military, go straight to your command. Okay. And your command will issue an order. And the order will look almost identical to a civil order issued by the California Superior Court. And the order will say what? The order will basically be no contact. That's the first thing. Can't talk to him, can't email him, can't see him, can't be any, and then stay away orders. No contact orders and stay away orders. Now, are these temporary or permanent? They start off as temporary in the civil arena. I don't think they start off as temporary in the military arena. They are just issued after what would only be a brief conversation with the supposed perpetrator. So this there's serious, not any... This is serious business. Yeah, there's, so there's not even a trial. I don't think so, no. So, you know... Not, this, not that I can tell. Right. So it's kind of like a grand jury in a sense to where the, the prosecutorial evidence is presented, not a whole lot of defense, and the decision is made. Well, they're serious about this, which is, gets me back to zero tolerance. I mean, they're, they're not going to put up with it. But you could have a situation to where somebody is just, you know, trumping up an allegation just to get an upper hand in a family law matter. And, and indeed, that happens. It happens in the civil arena, and it also happens in the military arena. So how does this affect if somebody has that order granted against them? How does this affect them in child custody and in other life matters? Let's say they want to, you know, leave the military at some point. Well, it doesn't if they're temporary. Okay. Now, when they get to be final in the civil arena, then it has the same effect as if they had one in the military arena. And the effect is that it's a real problem when you go out to get employed. When you separate from the military or if you're a civilian, you want to change jobs or keep the job you have. You're not going to get a top secret clearance if you have one of these things on your record. And you can't carry weapons if you have one of these things on your record either. So it cuts out a lot of potential employment for some people, people who want to go into the surveillance business, people who want to be private detectives, people who want to be guards. Mm -hmm. It affects all kinds of people. People who want to go hunting, for that matter, they can't own a rifle. Yeah. So I'm wondering what percentage of requests for orders are invalid and are just disingenuous as a way to get an upper hand. Most are probably valid and based on valid concerns. And so maybe it's a public service uh, 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 help, if you will, to send the message out there, you know, this is real serious. If this can get granted against you without you having a lot of hearing and a lot of say-so about it, it's permanent against you and it can cause you harm down the road. You really need to get control of yourself and think before you act inappropriately towards uh, someone in your life, correct? Absolutely. Now, that includes not just spouses, right? It includes people with whom you've had a romantic relationship, even if you haven't been living with them. Okay. Does it also include things like neighbors or other associates? No. Now we're talking about civil harassment, okay. which has no comparable process in okay. the military. Okay. And civil harassment, uh, that's where 
at least in my experience, you get into a lot of absolutely baseless claims. Okay. And yeah. and things that are made up. Right. In the domestic violence arena, usually there's some truth. If it isn't the whole enchilada, at least there's there's something going on that does merit court intervention. Right. Now, or, given or the Marines intervention. Now, as a family law attorney in, in, uh, who specializes in, in help for the military, and we definitely want, that's why we do these segment, segments, we care about our military, and, you know, here we are at war again. I mean, these are America's heroes, and um, that doesn't mean that they're perfect human beings. They make mistakes. Um, is it helpful if this has been, uh, an order has been uh, granted against them, they're faced with a divorce and child custody, this is very difficult, you know, creates a difficult situation for them. Do you advise that they get into some therapy and get some help? Would yes. that help them with their legal yeah. case? Yeah, absolutely okay. it would. The, okay. the, the, the military also has programs to help people. Now, is this often tied in with PTSD? You've been in here on a few occasions to talk about PTSD. I would imagine that those suffering from post-traumatic stress would might be inclined to not handle those emotions well, and it might lead to these domestic situations. Other than the fact that there might be some lack of self-control issues when you get PTSD, I don't think there's much of a linkage there. Now, the, the programs that you talk about to help them, are they available through the VA? Because we want to continue to keep the focus on the VA scandal and the lack of care and support that's been out there for veterans, it, particularly with PTSD. This is also kind of a mental health issue, if you will. Are these programs you talk about through the VA? No. They're, they're extra VA, outside of VA, but they do exist. Okay. They're blessed by the Defense Department, by the military, and there are a lot of them out there. How can they get the information for these programs? You can go on Google and you can find it almost instantaneously using okay. any number of phrases. Okay. There's a lot of it out there. Now, how can they find you if they've, you know, if there's somebody listening that's been contemplating divorce, uh, they've got this going on in the home, you're here to help. How can they find you, Stan? Just Google Stan Prouse and you'll find me instantaneously. And that's P-R-O-W-S-E. Yes, it is. Now, don't Google Stan Silky Man Prouse, okay? <laughs> Although you still may come up under that, I correct? I still may come up. You All right. right. Well, thanks for coming in. You know, while we're here, you come. You always come in at just the most interesting times. You came in right when I was in the middle of battling with my man, Christopher Hahn, okay? Um, but um, so thank you for coming in. We've got about uh, three and a half more minutes before we go. I'm wondering, you, you're so busy with your law practice. I'm wondering how much you're able to stay up on top of current events. Um, but I didn't have a chance to talk to Christopher about it, so I'm going to talk to you about it. I mentioned one thing to, to Christopher out of this. Ten acts of jihad in America that Americans haven't heard about. Why should we care about what's going on in the Middle East? Because this is coming here. One of the things that I hope to talk to Bob Scales about today, who is going to be on next week, depending on what's happening with the wars, one of the things he told me many years ago when I first met him on the fifth anniversary of 9-11 was he said to me, Andrea, he said, if you think about every issue or crisis that's happened around the world since America was first created. The solution always began with a member of the U.S. military walking those streets in uniform, and it brought a tear to my eye. He also said that we need to fight those battles over there because otherwise eventually they end up on our shores. And what do we have on our shores here? We already have acts of jihad in America, and I've got this article on my Facebook page, and you can find it. We've got a, a Muslim who killed four people in Seattle on jihad to kill Americans. I already mentioned the Muslim who, who tried to burn down a gay 
nightclub. We've got um, two uh, Texas Muslims who were arrested on jihad charges uh, to go to Syria. Their plan was to come back here and wage more jihad to kill Americans here. We had a Muslim in Florida who threatened uh, a second 9-11, found guilty of terror charges. Uh, He was plotting to uh, bomb a Tampa bar and then blow himself up. We have another Muslim who wanted to murder 100,000 Americans uh, by planning to bomb a train. We had another Muslim charged with plotting jihad murder of U.S. troops and Shiites in western New York. It goes on and on and on. Uh, uh, Piracy to try to launch a rocket-propelled grenade at a Navy ship. We had a Minneapolis woman who who got three years probation for lying about funding a jihad group. And the last is in Houston, a Muslim arrested for making terrorist threats and displaying uh, a hoax bomb. This is here. This is happening in America. We need to be on guard ourselves. This is not just a war that our that our military are bravely fighting abroad. This is this is a war that's here on our shores. It's just taken on different tactics and different fronts. We're going to continue to keep this conversation uh, going on Facebook. Also follow me on Twitter. I got about thirty seconds left. This is the first. I got to tell you, I'm going to give an award out today. It's the first Andrea K. Show Dudley Award. This Dudley Award goes to the Detroit Lion football player. Did you see this? Russell, the radio muscle. He got up and tried to celebrate a sack in the middle of a game against Green Bay. He celebrated so hard with his hip stand, he ended up putting himself out for the entire season. <laughs> Threw out his ACL with a really bad hip grind. He gets the Dudley Award because it fell flatter than a milk dud. Okay, baby. So watch you, how you celebrate and watch how you move those hips, Stan. And you might get the Andrea K. Show Dudley Award. I don't think. I'm not a candidate. I All right. Think. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, everybody.